This week's episode of The Cool Room is brought to you by the online wine courses at benandwine.com. With over 20 years' experience in the wine industry and over a decade of running beginners' wine courses in real life, Ben Knight is now offering them on your desktop via Zoom or Skype. Whether it's a birthday party, drinks with friends, or even a thank you to staff and colleagues for another week in lockdown, this is a great way to treat someone. There are four course levels, the cheapest of which is just $28 per login, and there's options where Ben will get the wine delivered to you and all the other participants, so all you need to do is open the bottle and then let Ben open your mind. There's a whole range of great wines on Ben's list from Australia and around the world, and if you're into only red wine or only white wine, then Ben can make that work too. I've known Ben for years, been to many of his tastings, in fact he used to run them at Mr Griffith's in Kensington, and that's why I'm so happy to endorse his events. To find out more, just go to benandwine.com, that's all one word, benandwine.com. evening underneath the stars and we'll find somewhere close we don't want to walk far nor do we want the hassle of a car a whiskey you're in the cool room i am damien gibson um and joining me as always uh is david griffiths how are you david i'm well thank you damien how are you uh good the camera is putting me off we're doing this via zoom and i can see everybody even though we used to record this face to face, which shouldn't say, make any difference whatsoever. Close your eyes for an hour. <laughs> it's because I can see myself, and I don't like it. Uh, and uh, this is becoming a series of returning guests of us just talking to our favourite guests. And our third in that series is Mr. Daniel Hall, writer, Hi. comedian, friend, bon vivant, dad. Not my dad. <laughs> if only. He is, you are a dad. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, just quickly, I want to I thank like everyone to... for. Oh, sorry, Ben. No, you... I was just going to say I like to think I'm, I'm a father figure of sorts to young Damien Gibson, who is several years older than me. <laughs> You're not the only one. Uh, now, just before we get started, just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you can share the podcast on whatever social medias you have, that'd be great. If you can follow us on all of our social medias Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, that would be Twitter. awesome. I'm going to set up a Twitter today. I'm going to set up a Twitter today because it keeps coming up. I'm just going to do it. Even though there's no one on there anymore or no one seems to use it for that. But anyway. Donald um, Trump's on there. He's... he's Who? Yeah. Sure, he's like orange hair. He was in Home Alone 2. Lost in New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Imagine a honeydew swap uh, crossed with Beaker. You know, somewhere in between the pair of them. (laughs) Uh, Dan, you're... Uh, previous visit was on episode five, just episode five, sure. uh, which was December 2018. Uh, uh, good times. I had not been to any pubs because it was just, we recorded just after Christmas. Uh, David had opened up the pub on Christmas Day uh, and had just started the, the craft Lucky Beer Dip, which I think mutated into the wheel of beery goodness right is that it, it was a it was a footy sock that mutated into a wheel so yeah <laughs> gives you an idea about how clean the sock was uh and we spent a lot of the podcast that you're on dan talking about how because i discovered that you'd be the deep had been nominated for a bafta on the podcast Correct. 
mm-hmm. and I seemed a lot more excited about it than you were. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> the deep, the show for which I write, just to uh, mm. yes, sorry. Well, you know, I I hadn't found out uh, on the podcast. I already knew, so I'd had my moment of excitement. <laughs> Um, I know this is good. It is good. It is, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend going back and giving that a listen. Uh, it was heaps of fun. Well, I had a lot of fun. I don't know. I listened to it yesterday and I was <laughs> laughing and giggling the majority of the time, which is completely unprofessional as a host of a podcast. But Who you saw know. you laughing and giggling? Was there anyone you know, around to see that happening? Or? On the podcast? No, to, or on no the... when you were listening yesterday. Oh, well, I was doing that as well. No, I wasn't I wasn't on a Zoom call. I'm completely on my own, David, so I can do whatever I want, like shaving off my beard and not knowing that it was a terrible choice until I was coming in on a Zoom chat like today. <laughs> Living by himself. He can do what he wants. He can shave his beard. He can wear mm-hmm. tracksuit pants. He can be sad. Oh, yeah. All that's, of stuff. That is pretty much each morning what I do. Mm. I get up, shave my beard again, Get disappointed, put on tracksuit pants, sit down, be sad. The Australian dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've sort of been revisiting the traditional questions sort of briefly. Um, Before, like I won't go through each one, but before the lockdown, was there anywhere, you know, you sort of mentioned a couple of places in Reservoir that you were having drinks and stuff, obviously, because you... You're a bit of a family man. Well, not a bit of a family man. You're a family man now, so it, it gets a bit difficult to go out. Sure. Was there anywhere around that area that you were enjoying going and having a drink? Or Yeah, we'd had a few visits to, you know, Carlin Cellars yeah. on High Street, across from the Thornby Picture House. Um, yeah, I mean, nice staff, good selection of beers. They've got it's still open because they've got the takeaway uh, store at the front, so you can pop in for a takeaway. Uh, but I don't think the bari bit, socially restauranty bit, is open no. for obvious reasons. Um, but prior to our current situation, we, you know they were pretty kid friendly. We we took them there a couple of times, and you know get them a bowl of chips, and they'd sit in the corner and make noise, and you could have a beer with some fellow parents. That was nice. Yeah. Good location, right on the tram line. Yeah, they get mentioned quite a bit on the podcast. Yeah, I think they've got a bit of a rep, especially in this in this area. It's just where you go. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing lineup of beers that they normally have there. So, mm. I'd also um, a couple of times been to you know Three Ravens. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, they've got their little uh, bar at the brewery there. It's a little bit out of the way. It's it's actually near, very very near where I play indoor soccer, or played indoor soccer until recently. Yeah. So it's just a it's a, just a strange little area, little segment of of Northcote. So I go and have a beer and play indoor soccer, and then yeah, pop into Northland. <laughs> Northland. My three highest priorities <laughs> as a human being and a father. And is um, the indoor soccer league wrecked by the kind of, you know, discussions that are going on in the EPL at the moment about how to deal with laying off staff and, you know, whether... Yeah, we've all had to take like a 60% pay cut. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You've done that willingly or... Yeah, well, you know, zero down to zero. I crunch the numbers. (laughs) Um, If anything, it's a pay raise because I don't have to pay the game fees every week. 
Oh, that's a positive way to <laughs> so look at it. So I am cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Silver Lining. <laughs> uh, what about, you know, obviously we're all stuck at home and stuff. Are you uh, partaking in any sort of alcohol delivery services for... Yeah, well, I figured out recently that hawkers who are based here in Reservoir, where I live, uh, have a delivery service and it's uh, free if you spend over a hundred bucks. So two slabs and there you are. Yeah, cool. And what have you been partaking of of their selection? I like their Rover Henty Street Ale. I'm actually drinking one as we speak. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> he does his own folly work. It's great. Yeah, well, you know, the, the <laughs> listeners can't, can't see it. Uh, and it's it's that real sweet spot where you want something affordable, especially if you're just getting a slab to kind of have with dinners and stuff to, to keep in the house. You don't want to spend crazy money, but you also don't want something disgusting to drink. You need that, mm. that middle ground, like yeah, yeah. enjoyable and refreshing, but not crazy expensive. And it just hits it right down the middle there. I, I don't work for them. This is not a... a <laughs> no, no, no. We've been doing a lot of plugging of... Um, especially sort of indie uh, craft beers and, and places that are doing takeaway because we want to try and support them as much as possible while all of this is Fair enough. going on. And if someone's listening and it's like, I can't get any beer and then they hear you, well, maybe they can grab some stuff from Hawkers or wherever it is. You know? It's um, the future. It's the internet. It's the now. <laughs> it is. I feel like this is the most useful the internet has been. In talking about... Being You're optimistic. not familiar with cat videos, Damien? If you yeah, type I'm... in cat videos into Google and you... I, I'm already wasting enough time as it is watching a whole bunch of wrestling promotions I didn't know existed until two days ago. I don't need any more motivation to not do my university work. <laughs> um, what are you drinking, David? Or I'm enjoying a fine uh, sweet pea Melbourne dark lager from our friends at Bonehead, who oh, right. I went to with my feet yesterday. I didn't even use the internet. I nice. put on some accept- publicly acceptable pants. You went to <laughs> with your feet. Did you forget the word walk? <laughs> <laughs> I did foot, foot, right foot movement. <laughs> I was just saying with my feet rather than the internet. So it was a, you know. It was a rewarding experience. Um, went down and saw the boys who we've had on the podcast before, obviously, and got a little case of their beers at a very, very reasonable price. And um, again, a bit like Dan with Hawkers, if you're looking to help out some of your local breweries, you know, get, get down to your local ones. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I also agree. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I wanted to speak it to decided. It is decided. Motion we passed. have a quorum. Motion passed. Next motion. Um, you, uh, we didn't really talk about this as much as I thought we would on the last episode. You do a bit of DJing around town with um, uh, another past guest, Andy McClellan, at Finishing School and other places. What what's happened Bruce? in that? Like what's happened in that space since everyone's been locked? indoors i know finishing school has sort of been doing online things but i haven't actually done it myself do you want to let us know what's going on um, finishing school has has shifted has morphed into an online version where uh andy dj andy mcclellan will will spin some tunes over zoom 
Uh, and, you know, he's got a little bit of a setup. He'll, he's set himself up so that he can dance and, and do some fun things with lighting. So there's still a visual sort of experience there. It's not just listening to someone's Spotify playlist over the internet. And they encourage people to dress up and turn their own webcams on and, and have a dance in their lounge rooms. And so you can, you know, if you chuck gallery view on Zoom, you've got a lot of little little squares, little boxes. There's something interesting happening in a lot of them. I've been to one plus a little mini test one they did early on and it was a lot of fun. People seemed really keen. I think people yeah, are just right. looking for that sort of thing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a distraction, a bit of a mood lifter. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm going to and once go. You've had all your drugs. I'm going. <laughs> I'm, what do you say? What? How do you? What? What's the correct terminology for going to an online Zoom nightclub? Are you zooming going? Zooming it up. You, you zooming <laughs> it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna you drop you, it. You on zimmy Friday. zoom down. <laughs> Get your zoom on. I'm gonna zimmy zoom down on Friday and check it out. So I'm, I'm interested, but apparently it's five. Or ten dollars could like five dollars yeah, per for one person, and then ten dollars like for a household yeah. or something like that. It's so pretty reasonable, you know, and it helps finishing school keep you know the same thing as everybody else helps finishing school keep going while all this is happening and blah 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 blah. blah. Exactly, um, you know, DJs especially like I'm I'm not so hit by it because it's not my sole source of income. Um, but you know, people in creative fields, DJs, musicians. And the sort of related professions, promoters, et cetera, really doing it tough at the moment. So anything yeah. like that where you can, you know, kick a few bucks towards them and, and still connect with them in that way is yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's probably a fairly large crossover of people who listen to the podcast and who have been to one of Andy and Nick's, you know, whether it's finishing school or Heart of Glass or whatever it is. And Liz. Um, sorry? Said Andy and Nick. Leah's in the mix too. Oh, Leah. God damn. I always forget. Sorry. If Leah's listening, I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, <dear>. um, <laughs> God. Um, yeah. But if you can support those guys, I mean, obviously everyone is, is going through stuff at the moment, but if you've got the money and you can support them, I wholeheartedly uh, want you to go and do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if finishing school specifically is not your thing, like whatever, whichever musicians, DJs, whichever club nights, you were a fan of before it all shut down, hit up their socials, see what they're doing. A lot of them are doing something. Mm. Yeah. Just be careful with or internet. Or send uh, your money to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put, uh, we'll put Daniel's pay ID uh, in the show notes. So you can just yeah. send that money straight through. I was just going to say, you just got to be careful with uh, international exchange rates because I wanted to support a, a company last night uh, with a, a, a wrestling company and I bought a shirt and I'm not even thinking just like, Oh yeah, 20 bucks. That's not that bad. Um, but the Australian exchange rate, uh, I'm not sure if you guys know is not good. Uh, so Ooh. that t-shirt cost me $58 Australian. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just be careful. That's uh, a lot for a t-shirt. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be the king of NWA when they see that money come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sad thing is it won't even appear to them to be that exciting over there. <laughs> no, it's just twenty dollars US, right? There's not a sucker bell that rings <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the other. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, we got a hot one. I reckon yeah. there probably is. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. soon as they see it, it's dashed all. 
<laughs> we sold a shirt. Like, we sold a shirt. This moron. Um, there's, a, there's a tone applied specifically to transactions from Damien Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just goes on him. Eh, eh. <laughs> when the money doesn't transfer out of my bank account. Um, did you want? How are you going employment-wise at the moment? You're all sorted and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a day job. I, I do copywriting and, and content strategy for a for a corporate, um, which is, you know, the work itself is much the same as it was. I just do it all at home instead of in an office. Hmm. Uh, not having DJing. Uh, means that my income has taken a slight hit. Uh, I had a few weddings lined up that obviously are no longer happening. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, a lot of people are doing it worse than me. Yeah. So I certainly, I've still got a, a regular income. I certainly can't complain. What, is, I mean, I suppose it's probably on a case-by-case scenario, but what what is happening with that wedding so, you know, side of things? Are people getting in contact with you and saying, look, we're moving our wedding to January? Or are they just like, look, it's cancelled, we don't know, and we'll get back in contact with you once it's back Yeah, the couple that I've had have been um, TBC, basically. Mm -hmm. We know it's not going ahead in the near future, we'll be back in touch. Which is understandable, everything is so up in the air at the moment. Also, I suspect most people don't really love each other and we're just rushing into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, we've had time to think. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They've been forced to take a a cold, hard look at themselves. (laughs) Slash each other. Yeah, I was going to say, perhaps in a Zoom meeting where they've actually seen themselves. <laughs> oh, you could never marry me. Where do your eyes go? Do you look at the camera or do you look at the screen? Do you look at yourself or do you look at someone else? There's no right answer. For the rest of your life. <laughs> that, is, that is a good, yeah, that is, that's because I always end up looking at the screen, but then when I look at, back at it, it's like, uh, <laughs> I look like a complete moron. Yeah, I've put a little elephant here. It's a little elephant who sits on top of my monitor who I look at now. So that was... Is that the sequel to There's a Hippopotamus on the Roof Eating Cake? <laughs> it will be. <laughs> I got a little... I became slightly paranoid and got a sliding webcam cover for my MacBook so I can slide it shut and it's uh, shut, you know, 90% of the time and just open it when I need to. Uh, I got a piece you of You did the same with like a... Yeah. <laughs> I had a piece of cardboard for some time. It kept falling off. I thought... Has to be a better solution to this. I, uh, I'm of the attitude that there is absolutely nothing that anyone will want from my data whatsoever. If they want to see a 40 year old man sitting around watching 30 hours of wrestling a week, then they can, they can go ahead and do that. <laughs> Enjoy world. He's still on the couch. It's been <laughs> nine hours. Has he moved? Maybe he's, maybe his camera's broken. Maybe. <laughs> Someone's paying the producers of Gogglebox to make that show. Let's not forget that. <laughs> That's, but they're so witty and funny, David. <laughs> it's an insight into the real Australia. If you do move off the couch, that same alarm from earlier rings. <laughs> you might be about to buy a T-shirt. Just to go off topic really briefly, yeah, two of the guys from Gogglebox, they're kind of like the knockabout bloke guys that are on that. Sure. Uh, okay. I've never I've, actually watched it yet. Yeah, I, look, I'm... Goggle and box. I am... <laughs> I'm outing myself here that I've seen it. They have moved into... They're doing a legitimate uh, YouTube show for the AFL, interviewing AFL players about cool. famous incidents in the AFL and stuff. Oh, and I they, begrudge them that. That sounds fun. 
No, I mean, like, good, like, good for them, but also, like, um, is it like were they professional media people and then got the Gogglebox job, or the AFL have the AFL just hired literally two dudes? I think that is what I think the latter. Yeah, I think if you're using the phrase "legitimate YouTube," it's probably you've uh, you've probably answered your own question. No, but. But you know what I mean? It's like for the AFL YouTube channel. So they're obviously getting paid and stuff. I'm just jealous. And there's so much really money jealous. in the AFL at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, someone up from, one of the Gogglebox cast members became the Bachelorette. So, Oh, really? Uh, yeah, actually, it's, it's a springboard into media careers now. It's just what this it is. is a side of uh, a sort of side thing that you do that we didn't talk about on the last podcast is that oh, I don't, you may not even do it anymore. Is this going? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> no, you're quite uh, for a while there. You were quite active on Twitter with uh, reality TV shows like The Bachelor and stuff like that. That's true, but then Twitter kind of transitioned into like just like second by second accounting of the end of the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> across like multiple factors. So like, yeah, I think I think people lost their lost their patience for being like, oh, this this. Tiramisu on MasterChef's taken a bit of a hit. I don't, I don't think it's going to work out. Okay, we've got bigger things to worry about, okay? Yeah, true. Well, at the moment, but before, before the beginning of the end of the world, were you still doing that or did you sort of give Not it for away? a while. It, it's, I think there, was, there was a period of a couple of years there where, you know, people really enjoyed that sort of thing. Hmm. The, the modern-day yeah. equivalent that I'm enjoying at the moment, I was just looking it up then, is Mitch McTaggart. I don't know whether you know Mitch McTaggart nope. or not. Um, I strongly advocate a following for Mitch McTaggart. Yeah. Uh, one name, as you, one word, as you'd expect. Um, he's re-watching a country practice from the very beginning. Oh, my and God. Is Mitch McTaggart really you in a kilt? <laughs> <laughs> Welshmen don't wear kilts. That's true. Um, it, his, his tweeting is hilarious. Okay. I, I will check that out. I've got, I, th- I think I might, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I've really got into watch alongs, which seems to be what all the kids are doing these days. They'll jump on like their Twitch or discord account or whatever, and then just talk while they're watching something. Okay. That's yeah, I know. It sounds horrible, but if it's the right person, if they're like a charismatic sort of funny person, it's not, especially for me, I don't have anyone else around the house. So it's almost like there's a little chatty Englishman sitting on the couch with me, you know, and I don't have to, <laughs> I can kind of pretend You've that I've got a friend. Too long, yeah, I'm starting to go a bit insane, aren't I? I did the same thing for WrestleMania. I watched that with a Discord group on, so that was quite a fun way to yeah. make it through 38 hours of WrestleMania. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> was, was your friend Mitch McTaggart wink online? <laughs> He's very opinionated about wrestling and the country practice. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, now I'm imagining David doing like a Jerry, Jerry Lewis nutty professor type thing where he's got two accounts going at once and has to keep <laughs> ducking from one to the other. <laughs> when you said Jerry Lewis, I thought you were going to say Jerry Lawler because we're on the topic of <laughs> No, I don't I'm do trying... Lawler. I don't yeah, do Lawler. Poppers. Oh, guys, poppers. <laughs> I try not to bring, I try not to think or bring up Jerry Lawler. Uh, <laughs> think about or bring up Jerry Lawler. Really ever now these days? <laughs> That's fair. 
I'll, I'll tweet McTaggart yeah. this afternoon just saying, I deny I'm Mitch McTaggart, and it'll cause massive confusion <laughs> for him. Do it. Um, yeah, it's exactly what a... Exactly what a guy pretending to be Mitch McTaggart would tweet. Yeah, that's exactly what you would say. <laughs> I'm the real Mitch McTaggart. No, I'm the real Mitch McTaggart. Please stand up. Walking around the corner, up is inside. Up there on the left, just past... Hey there, Cool Room listeners. We've got a little ad for you. No, we're not asking for money so that you can advertise quality mattresses, razors, or any of those other sort of things that seem to get advertised on podcasts. What we're looking for is other fun podcasts that would like to share a 30-second ad with our listeners, letting everyone know why they're so great, and in return, letting us share a 30-second ad for The Cool Room. We know that right now there's a whole lot of people who are looking for fun new podcasts to help them while away their isolation hours, so if you've got something to share, drop us a line via our Facebook or Instagram accounts. Right, ad over. We've been there before, yeah, that place is alright Let's pull up a stool and settle in now, for the, the On the last episode, Daniel, we spoke about uh, The Deep, the kids' show The Deep that you've uh, written on. Um, sure. Now, I, I th- this is probably years behind when they actually air, but I did notice the new season hit Netflix recently because I have The Deep in on my list, represent. Cool. Um, now I haven't watched yes, any of true. it. Where where I <laughs> where where are you with the what's going on with that show? Is yeah, the, three seasons have been produced. So the one that was added to Netflix recently was one that was on ABC sometime before that. Right. Um, as far as I know, like I, I'm not privy to discussions about uh, future seasons if they happen, when they happen, how long they'll be, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I'm just a, a freelancer that gets the call. Once those decisions have been made, so yeah, I mean, you know, fingers crossed that I'll get that call again because it's a, it's a, it's a fun show to write for, and I really like it. And B, got bills to pay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm thinking. And you positive. wrote on season three as well. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So all all three seasons that have been produced, I've got episodes in. Which is nice to have that uh, to feel like part of the deep family in that yeah. way. Hmm. Anyone the, who's got uh, kids, I think you should check it out if you're listening and you've got kids at home, um, especially if they've kind of aged out of the really young, you know, Peppa Pig and, and Bluey sort of stuff. Check it out. It's got a fun, actiony sort of Marvel Comics feel to it. Yeah. Like I, ha- I have watched it in the past, I just haven't watched the new season, and it's really good. Thanks. That's fine, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, has the, I mean, I know that you were saying that you're a freelance writer and all that sort of thing, but do you know just through talking to people if the pandemic is having much of an effect on you know, the making of TV shows and stuff as yet or is it sort of? Yeah, it's interesting. I've heard from other people in the industry almost contradictory takes where some people are saying oh because you know everyone's at home and, and watching their streaming services and netflix and stan subscriber numbers are way up so they're we're starting to get more inquiries and, and more pitches and there's actually a fair bit of money and activity in that space and i've heard from other people like oh yeah it's a it's a wasteland out there it's uh mm. everything funding's dried up for everything um so I, I suspect it just depends on um who you are and and 
what projects you've been working on. There's probably money available for specific things, um, you know, depending on how broadly the people with the money think they'll sell or, yeah, you know, again, that's getting into sort of nitty gritty. That's above my pay grade. <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's been a lot of change and a yeah. lot of people are just kind of uncertain. What's, what is of concern is the effect it may have on the fight for Australian quotas for streaming services, as in, um, you know, there's, there's been this, this argument ever since Netflix and, and similar services launched that we need uh, quotas for Australian content the way that we have for TV networks. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's made it even more difficult to continue to mount that argument. And no one's quite sure, even the existing arrangements, no one's quite sure what's, what's going to happen to them in this uh, economic climate, yeah. such as it is. And that's something that's very, very important to the industry, to the arts industry, to Australian culture, yeah. that Australian voices do continue to be supported in that way. Anyone who is making money from Australian subscribers, you know, that including the big streaming services, you know, does in theory have an obligation to continue to support those voices. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is there, <clears throat> excuse me, is there, are there any quotas no. in place for Netflix and Stan at this point? No, at least not that I know of. Right. Um, Stan have made a few Australian originals uh, to their credit. Hmm. Uh, being an Australian-owned company, you know, they, they theoretically have those connections more so than Netflix, which is obviously uh, a big international and probably doesn't have that much interest in what's going on in Australian productions. Yeah. They might turn around and prove me wrong. I don't want to slam Netflix. They're carrying the show that I write for. Um, I'm a Netflix subscriber. They do a lot of things well, but that's just hmm. an area where I hope they give some consideration in future. Yeah, is definitely. There, yeah. Is there perhaps any plan to do a, NRL style thing in the arts where they'd pick an island somewhere and send off the cast of Neighbours and the Bell Shakespeare Company and I don't just know. those two. Just yeah. those two is no. Oh, the discussions have been had. Yeah, but the crossover would be fantastic. Uh, we send the I Bell Shakespeare that. Company. We send the cast of Neighbours, and then they swap productions. Yes, would finally. So Toadfish as Macbeth that is <laughs> yeah. happening. That is <laughs> Dr. Carl's old enough to be King Lear now. I could see him doing that. The uh, uh, science guy of Triple J? Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. There is a Dr. Carl on Neighbours, isn't there? Apart is from he in the Bell Shakespeare Company? That guy can yeah. do anything. <laughs> You've never, have you ever seen Bouncer actually have a crack at, you know, Lady Macbeth? <laughs> His uh, monologue from Henry V is outstanding. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's fun to imagine. That was a fun bit. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I just, I just stopped and thought about it for a bit and then realised that I host the podcast <laughs> need to keep asking questions. Um, do, you, do you think there's any uh, positive long-term effects from the pandemic as far as... TV is concerned. I mean, talking about the amount of money that's going into these streaming services, do you, do you see maybe streaming services being more liberal with the kind of projects that they 
green light going forward? I mean, Netflix are pretty good with that already, but. Yeah, I mean, they have a very broad remit as it is, as far as different genres and types of things. Um, I guess watch this space. I reckon it's mm. also recent and, and early days that it's really hard to know what the long-term impacts will be uh, artistically, economically, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm sure creatively we'll see some interesting stuff come out of it just because that's the case. Anytime there's a huge paradigm shifting uh, global event, Yeah. you know, you saw it after 9-11, you saw it after pretty much any major war, uh, you saw it after a guy who owned a tiger zoo tried to kill someone who owned a different tiger zoo. <laughs> These big global paradigm shifting events. Yeah. Uh, I, almost every single person I know has told me to watch Tiger King. Besides you two guys, actually. <laughs> it is addictive. It is yeah. one of those shows. I'm not going to say it's great. Because there are, I there are some things about it that are a little bit. What's the word? I don't want to say problematic, uh, but sort of concerning. Where it, it it obviously shines a light on a certain subculture and a certain type of person, and moments of it hew very close to pointing and going, "Ha ha! Look at these idiots!" Right. But it's it's it doesn't have the same commitment to. If you take Making a Murder, for example, this sort of desire for justice and this commitment to that is, is palpable in every episode. Yeah. Whereas Tiger King feels a little bit more like, it's a, it's a little bit classist. It's a little bit like, ah, these fucking dickheads. <laughs> the way they right. talk, the way they dress. But at the same time, highly entertaining. It's a, a world and a subculture I didn't know anything about. And now I know a little bit more about it. And it's a very easy, like, oh, I'll just watch one or two of these before bed and then you look up and it's two in the morning and you've watched the whole thing. Right, okay. You didn't know about Tiger ownership in America before watching Tiger King? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I knew that in Soviet Union, Tiger owns you. <laughs> uh, so that was a mental shift that I had to make. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise there were more tigers in captivity in the United States of America than there were in the wild anywhere. <laughs> it's it's, it's a booming business. Christ. And I didn't oh, know God. that literally everybody involved with it is a massive weirdo in some way. <laughs> well, I would have had a stab at probably that. Probably could have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have hit the target if you had uh, fired off that arrow. <laughs> <laughs> And apologies to all of our tiger-owning friends who listen in from the US. <laughs> oh, someone. Um, yeah, I think probably the negative impacts on um, TV industry are, are pretty, pretty obvious. Um, what about any other writing? Is there any other writing things coming up or... Outside uh, of the day. Well, yeah, there's my quote unquote day job where I'm doing the sort of uh, corporate copywriting stuff that I mentioned. I did a little bit of comic book writing stuff for a Melbourne based publisher. Um, but that's cool. You know, the, the schedule for that has been right. uh, 
completely thrown off course with, you know, obviously with recent events. So we, we will see TBC on that one. Uh, and then just a couple other things sort of backburnered too early to talk about, but trying to keep busy. Uh, can you talk about the process of that without mentioning anything? Like how that comes about? Uh, yeah, well, there was a, an anthology book that an Australian publisher wanted to do, a bit of a 2000 AD sort of style. We're going to yeah, get right. a bunch of different writers to contribute short bits and pieces. Uh, I wrote one. They liked it. They paired me up with an artist who I didn't know, but is actually a bit of a genius. So I've learned since. So that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. That process of writing something and then getting like panels and pages in your email, just, uh, you know, just to, to keep your prize of how it's going. Cause they think, Hey, you might think this is cool. And it is, that's a cool <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That would be amazing. I think the first conversation we had was about comics. So I know that that would be that a big seems highly likely. <laughs> yeah. So I know that would be a big deal for you. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. Hopefully, you know, hopefully there'll be more in that field. It's something I really enjoy. Yeah. One man. of my, um, one of my best mates is, is a very successful comic book writer. I think we talked about him last time. Yes, um, and yeah, and he's, you know, he's, he's kind of an old hand at that stuff now. Mm. Uh, so he's, he's lost that, that novelty. I'm sure he would, I'm sure he still gets a kick out of it every time he gets new stuff, but it's no longer new, new to him in yeah, that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he'll be like, oh, I got this in the mail and I was working with this artist and as if it's just every day and, and I'm just nodding. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Oh, you know, it's, <laughs> he sounds nice. And inside I'm just thinking like, you, 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 awesome. you with, yeah. your, with your perfect job. <laughs> uh, is there a, a, this mixture of pride and jealousy you get when your friends yeah. Very successful in fields you enjoy. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, as an ex-musician, yes, 100%. But I kind of always knew that every single person I played with was a better musician than me, so there wasn't a huge amount of jealousy, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was kind of like, oh, well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so you can just, yeah. just, just be happy for them. Yeah, like I've seen friends play at grand finals and stuff, so yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, if we, <laughs> if we were a class... Yeah, so these are musicians and football players, real renaissance men. <laughs> they played before the grand final, <laughs> but if we were the oh, class like the, of uh, two thousand, like yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you or my versus even. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, if we were the class of two thousand, then I would, I would have definitely, um, I would have passed, and then gone and got a day job, which is exactly what I did. Hmm. <laughs> is there, a, is there a way uh, to support? local comics and that sort of thing at the moment? The, do you know if most comic book stores uh, are still shipping stuff? And My favourite comic book store, who I all-star comics based on Queen Street in Melbourne, who I yeah, like to great. support. They're run by super, super nice guys. Um, shout out to Mitch and Troy and their team. Uh, they're closed for public trading, but they are doing mail audits. You can send them an email cool. or call them up, all the details on their Facebook page. Uh, so I'm try. I've tried to buy a couple of things there, shoot some money their way. So I mean, that's that's probably the best thing you can do to to contribute to that industry is just buy a few things. Yeah. If you if you can spare it, a lot of people are just in a position now where they can't. Which just means that the people who can, you know, should should try to pitch in where they can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Um, just, I suppose. Or again, send your money to me. <laughs> we will put the... You give the money to Dan, you're supporting about 10 different industries at once. That's true. Um, I suppose we're probably getting close to wrapping up. I just wanted to ask, uh, once this is all done and we're released back into the wild. This podcast? No, well, yeah, yeah more the, I was more thinking globally, universally, when the pandemic is over um, and we're all good. It's a pandemic. Where, where is the first place that you would like to head off to to have a drink? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, drop off the kids, get a babysitter, drop and off, off you kid. go. They can go. Well, their grandparents are itching to take them because they miss them too, so that's, that's teed up. Um, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> they literally just walked in the room and waved at me like they knew we were talking about. I can't see the track master tracks. That's my son, Elliot. He's three and he is very, very keen on uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, and he wants to make so. so that's something I will do the second we are finished. But yeah. in a broader sense, you're asking what I will do. Sorry about that, guys. That was highly no, unprofessional. Yeah, it is super cute. It's fun. Yeah, he's a cute. It makes a change uh, from you know someone wandering into the pub, you know, making a demand for beer. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> It'll honestly depend what my mates are doing. Like, just any local place that Carl and a great. I want to support them because they're doing good things and they work with a lot of local brewers. Uh, any of the local breweries who I know have taken a hit, so the Three Ravens guys, the Hawkers guys, get up one of their bars, have a drink or two, get some takeaway. I think that's that's my answer. Hmm. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Good call. Um, yeah, well, I suppose we should probably wrap it up because you've got uh, track track I masters, build, was it? Yeah, track master. It is a. It's there are multiple systems of like Thomas like sets that you can build and you have to be very careful that the engines that you're buying are compatible with the track system. Which is very true. This is the number one lesson I've learned as a parent. Everything else is just in one ear and out the other. <laughs> but I know which Thomas toys to look for. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a skill. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> it's not quite learning Latin during ISO life, but you know. No, David. David's been teaching his son Latin, like sure. Sean Connery from The Last Crusade, to <laughs> Indiana Jones. But that means you can recognise bits of Latin in asterisks. So we've made, you know, I regard that as a success. Yes, that's a success. <laughs> Has your son renamed himself after a dog, like in Indiana Jones? No. Okay. <laughs> Some ways to go then. Was that I don't, I don't remember that bit of Indiana Jones? It's been a while. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he named himself that Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's their dog's name. Well, there you go. What was his there real was name? A little reveal gag from the end of Last Crusade. Am I remembering that correctly, David? No, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You named it's yourself Henry, after our dog. Yeah, it's uh, it's Henry, isn't it? Henry Jones. Yeah, because he's he's Henry Junior, but because oh, yeah. he's like so. Him and his dad don't get along, so he created a new identity for himself. Yeah. This was after the 15-minute stretch in which everything interesting happened to him as a youth. Yes. Mm. The River Phoenix bit. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm going to go watch Last Crusade. 
So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Is there anything That's a good choice that you would like to add, David, before we head off? Any other oh, cool room front bar on Thursday nights? Cool room front bar on Thursday nights. Come and join us. It's been good fun. We're getting a nice little crew of people coming back every week, and we get to share what drinks we've had delivered and cool. what tracksuit pants we've chosen to wear on that particular <laughs> night. And then we just spend a whole lot of time changing the backgrounds behind ourselves. So, <laughs> classic. I believe, I believe that's what people are doing in actual real Zoom meetings. So this way we just do it with a couple of craft beers in our hands. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, and Daniel, is there anything that you would, I suppose at the moment there probably isn't a huge amount to plug or anything like that, but can we follow yeah, if you Yeah, I on... could plug something super quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away the end bit about his name, mate. That's the main thing. Oh, it's uh, Indiana Jones and a Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up. Daniel, thank you so much for joining oh, Harry us. Harry Ford. He's great. All right. Thanks uh, <laughs> thank you for, I suppose. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you do suppose. Well supposed. I, Daniel. I do. Uh, no, thanks man. Thanks for being on. And, um, yes, this, uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back really soon with another episode of The Cool Room. Bye. Hi. Sometimes there is nothing better to do Than to go out and get stuck into a few I'm gonna spend my time with a good friend like you